hello everyone welcome back to of sports and men where we talk about sports and the men within them i am spencer baldwin joined by bryce white preston estrada and this is our third episode and we are finally starting to get this train rolling here making all all the kinks are getting worked out so we're gonna go ahead and jump right in because it was an eventful week for our our sparty boys and not in a good way at all uh off the field issues were even worse than the on the field issues but we're gonna jump in and talk about the on the field uh things we saw first uh Bryce I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to you uh what's your take on the MSU uh U of M game game specifically the game nothing outside of the game last weekend yep um it, it had to be the offense to begin with our possession time we couldn't keep the offense out there no. we had 19 minutes and 27 or yeah 19 minutes a little over 19 minutes of offense of time of possession compared to 40 minutes of michigan's offensive like that, that you're not going to win a game that way i think our defense honestly our defense played not terrible 29 points we held them to quite a few field goals um so i like that I, I actually i i was fine with the way our defense played um, our third down efficiencies that doesn't help our time of possession. We were two of 11 with 18 percent. I didn't mind. Um, I can't think of our quarterback right now. His passing for 215 yards. He uh, had 7.2 yards of pass, which I can deal with. Um, our penalties didn't help us. We had seven penalties for 75 yards. But I, I got to say, it's that big one. It's 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 the 19 minutes of possession time compared to the 40 minutes, and then. Michigan had the second highest running yards they had or rushing yards they had this season at 276. So, but it had to be that time of possession. All right, Preston. I like the game plan going in. Uh, our defense was really going for the ball a lot when they were trying to tackle, going for a lot of strip tackles. And we actually got one turnover right at the beginning. It got me really hyped. I was surprised how long we actually stayed competitive. Uh, the whole first half and a little bit into the third quarter, I was like, this is way too close and way too close for comfort for them. I had no idea we were actually going to be in the game that long. I was surprised on that end. Like with Bryce saying, I was happy with uh, our defense and the way we, the way we attacked our run game, even though they did start to break away at the end, we were doing three and outs versus three and outs for the most of the first half. And I was really excited to see that, but the offense just did nothing. Once again, Peyton Thorne can't get it done, can't handle the workload, and our run game is abysmal. Yeah, uh, I mean, not a ton to add. I mean, if you guys have been on Twitter at all and you could kind of filter out the outside noise of – I shouldn't call it noise because it's probably a little bit disrespectful to the situation, but if you could filter through all of the – the extracurricular things that were going on and actually find things about people's takes on the game. Uh, there's like interviews. They they interviewed Peyton Thorne this week and they, they asked him about that fourth and one uh, basically on the goal line, four yard line, whatever you want to call it. And he said that he had the option to QB sneak it. And then they showed a picture of what the line of scrimmage looked like. And I don't know how you make the decision to do a delayed handoff in that scenario. And to me, it it came down down to Jay Johnson has no clue what he's doing outside of the first one, maybe two possessions where it's been scripted throughout the whole week. Because that first possession, they had a little bit of fun with it. 
they went to Jaden Reed, they went to Ken Coleman, they did a little bit of everything and it worked out really well. And then as soon as that like script was gone, he had no idea what to do. Jaden Reed hardly got targeted. They go back to Keon Coleman, starts to work a little bit because dude just jumps over everybody, throw the damn ball up. We stopped doing it. Again, Peyton Thorne throws balls to where no one can catch it. Um, but yeah, it was it was just so many questionable things that I think outside of the play on the field just kind of killed the momentum and it was more coaching to me. Um, and with that being said, I kind of want to merge that into our next segment. So it was Scotty Hazleton early in the season that everyone needed gone. And let's be, let's be honest, the defense has been abysmal this year, but it's been on the uptick the last two, three weeks of, of play. So what are your guys' thoughts on Jay Johnson versus Scotty Hazleton? If you get to choose one to go, one to stay, who, who is it? For me, it's still Scotty. Hazelton. I mean, Jay Johnson had a sweet offense last year. He put it together for us. Obviously, that was because of Kenneth Walker. I'm not going to argue that. But he's proven to me if he has the right tools, he can create a successful offense. Scotty hasn't proven that if he has good tools or if he has any tools on the defensive end that he can stop anybody. I mean, everybody walks over us. So just on that, He's proven nothing. Jay has proven something. It's still Scotty needs to go for me. Okay. Bryce? Yeah, I'm with Preston. It's still Scotty. I mean, if you look at all our previous games, the 30s, we're periodically scoring in above the 40s. Um, but our defense, our defense is going to be the the main key. I mean, sorry. Our defense, yeah, it's got to be Scotty that goes because our defense is allowing the 30s, the 40 points a game. Um, when our offense can score 20, 28 points, which I feel like 28 points can win you a game with a good defense. So my, my apologies. I feel like 21 there, points but... with a, a good defense should win a game. Yeah. Just yeah. like at Georgia, their offense yeah. is abysmal, but they've got a sweet defense. Yeah. Which is going to be fun for our later conversation. Yes. Tis. Is that your full take? That's going to be. Yeah. All right. I should have we... gonna... Should we discuss the college football rankings? Uh, I haven't seen them yet, but let me let me just go Woo-hoo. against you guys because I do have a little bit of Spencer's a different. Fiery about Jay, I'm pissed <laughs> off. At Jay. I'm pissed off at Jay, and it's it's definitely recency bias. Like obviously, the offense has been the problem lately, so therefore, like yeah. Jay Johnson's the easy target, which is kind of want kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Wow, that was that was a sentence right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's gotten to the point where, like Preston, you said, he hasn't proven with any weapons on defense that he can do anything. I disagree with you there. Xavier Henderson's been back. Slade has been back. And the defense has improved. So he got a couple guys that you're like, all right, these are kind of key guys, key pieces. Obviously, we don't have snow. But these are key pieces. And he has shown improvement, not greatness, improvement. And he still doesn't have... You know, the guys that Mel Tucker and staff are trying to recruit yet, they're not the older guys on the team. So I think Scott Hazleton could, with the new guys they have coming in, with the higher talented classes they have, actually do something with it. And I'm almost ready to say I'm willing to give him another shot because, let's be honest, the defensive talent they had last year was horrible as well. Like, it got awful, right? Jay Johnson is just so vanilla. Like it, it doesn't get more boring than Jay Johnson. Like, I'm sorry. Also, there was another point. 
Uh, five minutes left in five to seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Michigan State, it's not out of reach, but it's still within. It's it's still they're getting beat clearly, and we're we have a a decent play down the field. What's the next play? A run up the middle. Why are we taking a minute off the clock with the run up the middle, Jay? That's a fucking terrible play call. Like it got zero yards. What are we fucking doing? No one was surprised. Like it's just stupid. But that's all I'll say about that. Just, I real quick, just to te- just to check where your hatred lies. If he took out Thorne and put in Noah Kim, would your hatred switch back over to Hazelton? It depends on who. It depends on how much we run the fucking ball. It, okay. Like that's what it is. We don't have a well. Let me let's let's backtrack. We have a running back. His name's Elijah Collins. He just doesn't play for some yeah. God, some yeah. unknown reason. Which I think that that's more of a Mel Tucker thing, personnel thing, but. Yeah, I don't understand that one, but we're gonna. Stay That's another from... thing from the game I didn't understand. We uh, two weeks ago we started to see Collins come in more, and then yep. his production just backtracked. Yep, I don't. I didn't get and, it. And in any interview, Mel Tucker kind of avoids the topic uh, in any of the interviews. He kind of is like, "Well, it's all about." I'm like, "Dude, it's clear as day. Like, I don't know what film you're watching versus what film I'm watching, but I'm telling you right now, six yards of carry is better than two. Like, yeah, done." Um, but all right, we're gonna we're gonna transition because I don't really want to touch on too much of what happened off the field because I don't want anyone to misspeak or anything to get misinterpreted and then we're getting chirped at. So I'm gonna let it be. Um, there was actually a Michigan reporter that I did like his take. I'll send you guys that video after the pod, but his take was actually kind of interesting, and I actually didn't disagree with anything he said. Um but so we're going to go into our college pick them pretty early in the pod here because we have other things outside of college football to talk about, which is kind of nice. Uh, and that is going to be started off with Georgia, Tennessee. And I believe the game is at Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. It is at Rocky Top. It is at Rocky Top. All right. Uh, whoever would like to get us going here with the pick them, uh, go ahead. The, I would... the game's actually at Georgia. Oh, what? Ooh. The game's at Georgia. I just wanted to throw that in there. Preston, you go ahead and start, but the game is at Georgia. Oh, wow. Well, that changes oh, wow. it. Wow. That changes a little bit. Um, you know what? No, it doesn't change it. I'm still going with Tennessee. I oh, love yeah. Rocky Top. I just think this offense is so explosive. I like Hendon Hooker for the Heisman as well. I think he's – week after week, he's climbing that rank. Before the season started, it was easily C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. It was pick one or the other. But Hendon Hooker has come out of nowhere, and he has really just taken college football by storm. And I love it. This offense is sweet. Hyatt, uh, is that how you say it? Hyatt, yeah, I think so. The wide receiver. Yeah, number 11. Dude's got wicked speed, deep threat power. Um, I think Georgia's defense is – is awesome, but I don't think it is as good as it was last year. And I think this Tennessee offense is just so high powered. They won't be able to, they won't be able to slow it down enough. And Georgia's offense isn't that good. So I think Tennessee's defense has an actual chance of stopping it. That's why I'm leaning to, that's why I'm leaning towards Tennessee. Okay. Preston, or Preston, Bryce. Yeah, Preston, you want to share your thoughts again? Um, I'm going to go also for Rocky Top. Uh, I think they're playing, in hot, they're playing hot right now. 
Uh, coming into this game, I think they're going to be the fan favorites. They got a lot of back. They got a lot of people backing them. Um, so I think the motiva- motivations on that their side uh, and the strong. They got a strong offense, like you were talking about. I I don't see George. I see Georgia being able to stop them a little bit more than maybe we saw Alabama do. Um, but I I think their offense is just too much. Um, and I think and compared to Georgia's offense, I don't think there's enough. So I think at the end of the day, Tennessee is going to come out on top. And man, I tell you what, I am going to love it if they do. And uh, they actually came out as number one in the college playoff. So mm-hmm. that's, and Georgia, I think, is at three. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Wow. I saw that. Yeah. Um, then I, I realized now why you were asking to talk about that. I didn't realize that I, was out yet. Yeah, I well, just saw it. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a very interesting playoff. Oh, it picture. is. I, I, don't, I like it. I don't. I don't know if I do. To be honest, I with think you. I like it. I so I I could see ten. Uh, I see. I don't. I don't like one. two and three. I don't like two and three. And we'll you talk about this. We'll we'll. Oh, you just gave it away. Yeah, I don't think Ohio State's two. Okay, stop right there. We'll talk it to. We'll talk about it after the pickup. Yeah. All okay. Right, we'll all right. right we'll so, but it does play into why I'm gonna why I'm gonna choose Georgia here, and it sucks because I love Tennessee, and those jerseys they whipped out this last weekend were absolutely gorgeous. Oh my absolutely god, stunning. They were... So nice. God. Um, but to give, I think it just gives Georgia that extra like little motivation they need. I'm looking at the numbers. Tennessee does give up more points per game than Georgia does. They're kind of similar in in the amount they score each a game. And I think just defensively, Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's. They're gonna hold hold them a little bit better. Maybe offensively, they don't have quite the amount of power that Alabama does, but I just think it's I mean, but also Bryce Young was coming off an injury, so but I'm going to go with Georgia because it's at home. I, if it was at Tennessee, I'm going Rocky Top all the way. Georgia at home, they they got knocked down in the rankings. Tennessee jumped them. I think it just gives them the motivation they need to to take it to the next level. So I'm going uh, go dogs, baby. I still think it's going to be a seven point differential. I don't I think, think it'll it's be a gonna, great game. Yeah, the line's I at think, eight right now. Yeah, there's no way. It's I think be. that'll get a little smaller to be honest with you. Yeah, so I'm saying yeah. If you're going to grab it, grab it now because you're getting a touchdown. Yep. All right. Uh, Our next game, pretty good game as well. Bama LSU, obviously staying in the SEC because why wouldn't we? <laughs> I'll start with that one. I'm going to go with Bama. I think Bama's way too strong against LSU on both fronts. Their offense is a lot better. Their defense is a lot better. I mean, shoot, LSU lost, what, 40-something to seven to, L- or to Tennessee weeks ago um i think tennessee actually destroyed lsu the week before they played alabama i and i just yeah i and and, and alabama needs this win for a playoff hole it was 40 to 13 40 to 13 yeah yeah. so in my mind bama's just on the next level compared to lsu and they're and i don't even think it's gonna be a close game i honestly think bama beats them by 20 yeah yeah, I agree with that. I'm I'm with Bama as well. I can't really find it to – oh, here it is right here. The line's at minus 13.5. I think that's small. I think that is small. I'm not a yeah. fan. I'm not a fan of LSU. I'm not a fan of Chip Kelly. Yeah. Um. Or, I'm sorry. It's not Chip Kelly, is it? Is that their coach? No, it's uh, Brian. Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah Brian Notre Kelly? Dame, yep. Yeah. I'm not a fan of him. Uh, I do like – do you like that meme of him on TikTok? If he would have showed up on time, maybe they would have won. <laughs> I think that one was pretty funny. But definitely Alabama. They're just 
too overpowered. Is it at Death Valley? Uh, oh, I think it is. Hang on, I'm checking right now. It is at Alabama. At, or no, no it's, it's at, at sorry, it's no, at LSU. It's at, it's at LSU. It's at Death Valley. Right okay. Yeah. So maybe that's so maybe that factors into the spread right there. So maybe that's not too bad. But uh, I'd still take Alabama, even if it's at Death Valley. I don't think LSU is that is good enough for them. All right. Yeah, I'm going Bama. I don't think it's a very hard choice. I I haven't really been convinced by LSU and. I mean, since Burrow was there, to be honest with you, like they they've never Burr. really recovered. Uh, also, Brian Kelly is one of the weirdest like recruiters. Like the videos with him and the recruits just creep me out. So, uh, we're gonna go Bama for no other reason other than it's literally just, just Brian just, Kelly. Yeah, he's just a creepy dude. I loved Coach O. I'm so, yeah. so upset when they got go rid of Coach o. Yeah, go you guys watched that interview when they told him. Uh... Yeah, hit the door. What do you, what do you want <laughs> me to leave? What door you want me to? Yeah, what door you want me to go out? <laughs> you like skipped out of that thing. He ain't giving nut. That dude's so funny. I love him. <laughs> um, but all right, moving into our next matchup, it is the college football playoff 21-22. NC State is twenty-two, and Wake Forest is twenty-one. This game is at NC State. Going Wake Forest on this. Um, I, Wake Forest has more yards a game at 434 compared to NC State's at 355. Um, they also sent uh, Clemson into two overtimes. And NC State, I mean, they played well, but they lost, I think, by, what, 10 points or something around there? Was around there. Um, and then Wake Forest had more points per game at 38.9 compared to NC State's 26.8. So, yeah, I'm going to ride Wake Forest on this one. That NC State Clemson game was twenty to thirty. It was a ten point differential, yeah. like you were saying. So you're right on the money with that. Uh, I agree. I'm gonna go with Bryce with this one again. Wake Forest, Vegas has got them at minus four and a half. So it's a close, close game, just past the field goal. But I, the only thing I could say about North Carolina State was that they did play very well against Clemson. And they didn't have a lot of calls go their way, and they still stuck around. So that showed me a lot. I, I won't take anything away from them on that end, but I don't think they have the offensive power to take down Wake Forest. All right. I'm going to go for a big week in terms of swing of our our rankings here for our three, us three. So I'm going to go NC State. Oh, he's fading. Um, just because I want to be a little different. Uh, I'm looking at the statistics here. Offensively, they match up decently well. I think Wake Forest allows a little bit more yards. It's at home for NC State. So I'll send it with with the old – what is their mascot? Wolfpack. I'll send it yeah, with Wolfpack. the Wolfpack. There I'll join go. the pack for the weekend, and we'll see where we go. Man, Spence, so you had Georgia and NC State. I had Tennessee, Wake Forest. Yeah. Depending gonna, on what happens yeah, here, either you, you're going to you pull could, away. You're going to either get shit or on I'm, or you're, yeah. you're going to make a <laughs> climb and I'm going to look stupid. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here for it, though. Um, And then we're going to do our toilet bowl game of the week. It is Air Force Army. Um, Thank you for your service and your willingness to serve, but you're bad at football. Um, <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry, like I, I, I thanked them. That was nice that I could have been. I could have just said you're bad yeah. at football. Um, but 
<laughs> I can kick this game off. First off, it's at 11.30 a.m. Like, oh, my God. What are we doing? Big 11 game. Yeah, like, and these teams are almost identical, except for Army allows 404 yards a game to Air Force's 291. So I'm going to go with Air Force here uh, strictly because of that number. But both these teams, like, I, I don't know. They're bad. They're bad, man. <laughs> are you good? Yeah, one of go. them has a better – no, both of them have better records than Michigan State, so I don't really know oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Oh, you guys. I'll uh, I'm gonna go with the Air Force as well. Um, only because I'm looking at their rushing leaders, and uh, Roberts for Air Force has 943 yards on the year. Now, granted, he has 174 carries compared to, um, Army's rushing leader at 321 at 38 carries, but. I'm going to go Air Force just because of him. I am going to go with Army simply because of Ooh, I just love that champ. I think they're going to win. <laughs> All right, you're going Army. All right, Preston's hoping to have a big week. Yes. I think the only this could game, be a big week. Yeah, All right. my weeks have been big, bro. Okay, well, I'm just saying you're trying to get some separation. You only got one game. Uh, oh, we didn't say the standings. So after three – We don't have to. Three, three weeks? Yeah, we do. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it is Preston at 11-3, and three, myself, Whoop. Spencer at 10-4, and four, and Bryce rounding up the old chicken coop at 8-6. and six. <laughs> Big week. <laughs> big week. It's a big week. Oh, you better hope it's a big week, buddy. Um. All right, let's transition here. Uh, let's go out of college football. Finally for the, I think, okay. Out of football for the first time on this podcast. And it's an honor to do so. Cause it's finally Sparty basketball time. I wasn't excited a month ago. I finally gotten excited the last couple of weeks after all the news that's come out about how scrimmages went. How are we feeling? Uh, what are you looking for improvement wise this year? Kind of leading up to not only to see how far they'll go this year, but kind of leading up to that young Talented class they have coming in for the, the year following this one. Uh, I can kick it off, or Bryce, you look ready to go. So go ahead, buddy. Oh, I'm ready. So I am excited to see Hogard. This is this is going to be the year when he comes. So I and Castros was awesome. Castros was awesome to me all four years. I loved him. Um, but this this is right where that transition period where Castros went from good to great. Yep. So and I I think Hogard has an opportunity to do that same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to go down my starting lineup when I say these things here. Okay. So I, I have Hogard at point guard. Okay. I have Atkins at shooting guard. Okay. Freshman year to sophomore year, always going to be an improvement. Dude. Okay. So yeah. I'm go ahead. What? Go no, ahead. I'll, I'm going to let you go, and then I'll just get excited for myself. In a all minute. right. All right. All right. So I'm excited to see him play some ball this year. My number one player I'm so excited to watch, and I think he's going to be in the starting lineup, I hope, is Brooks at small forward. I loved him in money ball. He ended up winning it, and he got MVP. He balled out. Couldn't miss a shot. He was great. I'm excited to see him play coming in as a freshman. Um, for number four, I, I I like Hall. I like Hall at that spot. Um, I, I think he's a good ball player. I don't. I I mean, he's not the best on the team, but he's definitely. Not, I I think he's a solid ball player, and I'm excited to see him this year. And at center, unfortunately. Joey Hauser at six nine. Um, again, we're a small lineup this year. We're gonna be running. We're gonna be running a lot of guards, but um, so I think Hauser's gonna be in there at the center. And I'm, I say it every year, but maybe this year's the year he turns around and wraps it up with a pretty low ball. 
I don't know, but I'm super pumped for this year. And I, I, Tom Izzo came out and said at the beginning of the year, don't be surprised if this team starts one and seven. We have a very hard beginning of the schedule. We play North Arizona or somebody who Northern Arizona, Northern Arizona, which I think we can beat. That might be our hardest game. Yeah. Yeah. Then we play Gonzaga number two. Then we play number four, Kentucky. Then we play what? Number 16 Villanova and then number 20 Alabama. And then Northwestern, Penn State. And that doesn't even include who else we could play in like the in the tournaments and the, the tournament. rest of the tournament. Yep. So I I it, it could be a rough beginning of the year. Yep. But like Tom Izzo said in his pre post or preseason interviews, do not make our team out to what you see at the first eight, yep. nine games. I think we have a lot of potential and I'm excited to see this this year go. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna jump in second before Fred gets <laughs> uh yeah so i like what your thoughts uh except i'm gonna break your heart and i'm gonna tell you your starting lineups most likely wrong uh wow. thomas i said multiple times they're gonna go small ball uh and yes uh joey hauser at the five is small ball like you you hit that nail on the head however i believe the starting lineup to be hogard walker akins at the three hall at the f- uh four and hall or hauser at the four depending on what he wants to do because he always Pulls Hall off the bench. I don't know why. He's one of our best players. Doesn't make sense to me. And then it's going to be Sissoko at the five just because they need some presence. And he has taught, he is, I know it, it, because I watched Sissoko in Moneyball and he gets, he gets eaten up sometimes and he still does not dribble a basketball very well. He can't dribble. He can't (laughs) can't dribble. dribble. But you know what you don't have to do when AJ Hogarth throws you a lob? You don't have to dribble. You don't. I'd be surprised you just gotta, if he can catch it. He, he does 65% <laughs> of the time. But I think that's going to be the lineup. And honestly, I think it'll help because Sissoko does need the experience. It's something he's kind of lacked the last two years. And if he had the experience and that development in actual game moments, I think he actually would be a lot better situated than he is now. But I think like three quarters of the way through the year, I think you will see kind of a switch with him where he he does kind of turn it up a little bit. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. AJ Hogard, I just watched the game on live stream. I was fortunate enough to be able to do so. AJ Hogard was pulling up threes and he, he was making them. I want that to be known. So he looks good there. However, he is still a little too chaotic with the ball sometimes. Too much push, not enough pull. Uh, I think that's kind of the only difference, not only difference, but the main difference between him and Cassius uh, in terms of game management. Ooh. Defense. It's got to be defense too. No. Cassius. Well, Cassius was worse. Yes. Well, is that where you're, is that where you're, you're not saying Cassius was better at defense? Oh, uh, then Hogard. Yeah. Hogard so. literally locked down Jay Ivy. I'll send you the video. All right. All right. One game. I don't, like, I don't right. know. No, you're I right don't with care. It. He's, he's, he's a freaking. He's a star right now. I would say that's Hogard's best attribute. Yeah. Yeah. He's really? a six okay. four point guard. Like, come yeah. on, man. All right. All right. He's just bad. he's just able to big yeah. body. Yep. Um, Aikens, I, I'm so excited about him. I told Siri every day during basketball season, I wake up and the first thing I think is Jay Aikens going to be great today. Uh, if you're that's listening, probably, buddy, she probably loves that. That's the first thing you think about. Exactly. If you're listening, buddy, and you want to be on the podcast, hit us up. <laughs> you're going to be great today, by the way. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see how he kind of transitions back from his foot injury and how long it takes him to kind of get in shape. I know he started practicing in drills, but I don't think he's scrimmaging right now. Uh, which kind of sucks. I really did want to see him against uh, Gonzaga early in the season. First game, six days from now. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, 
Outside of that, I mean, Brooks, I think he'll be good. I don't think he'll be quite like Moneyball's defensive is non-existent in Moneyball. And I mean, Izzo's not going to let him shoot the shots he shoots in Moneyball. Um, but I am, I'm excited to see his, his climb because I think it's going to be good and take a lot of people by surprise. But I'm going to cut it there and I'll let Preston go ahead. I think, I think Spencer's starting five was right on the money. Uh, I, it pains me to say it, but <laughs> Tosoko is going to be down in the middle just because he this is his best attribute. He can run the floor like nobody's business. Yeah, for a, a six nine, two hundred forty pound man, he can he can sprint up and down the floor yeah. nonstop until he passes out. Which I love that effort, but he can't dribble, guys. <laughs> He can't dribble the ball. It's the most basic fundamental point of the game. And I was not as strong suit. You got to be able to put it down on the floor. And not only to mention that, his his partner in crime, who also (laughs) can't dribble the ball last year, Joey motherfucking Hauser. I can't stand this dude. Bryce has seen the white rage that comes from me when mentioning this bum of a man it hurts my soul to watch him play basketball because i know he could be so much better than what he's done it just breaks my heart yeah and you know what oh tom Izzo says oh you know don't judge us by the first eight games well guess what i'm gonna okay because i don't like starting one <laughs> my feelings it gets me scared i love michigan state basketball with a burning passion but Good lord, this year just seems like there's no hope. And I'm it's, scared, guys. I'm real scared. Yeah, it's a tall hill. Okay, there was one point last year. Sissoko had a post move and he had a post hook and he made it. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, is he gonna be, I was like, is he gonna be sweet? And then I think the next trip up and down the floor, ball right to his chest, <laughs> and out of bounds, turnover. Awesome, perfect. Good lord. Uh, um, but- yeah. Wait, all right, so now that my now that my insecurities are out into the world <laughs> and what I'm scared of, let me say what I'm happy about. I am super excited to see Tyson Walker. I loved him last year. I think he'll improve a lot. He'll get more confident. Jaden Akins, I love the way he hustles, and I hope he keeps doing that, and I hope he develops his skills. He could knock down the three ball no problem last year. I hope he brings that to another level, and I hope he starts taking it to the rack more because he has got hops. And AJ Hogard. Yeah. I it's gotta be my favorite. I it's agree with be. you. I agree with you. Just in growth. I'm expecting oh. to see the most grow the most growth from him. He was great on defense. I do I really do think that was his best attribute just because he's able to dog people and he can move his feet so well laterally, he can stay with almost anybody on the floor. And if he can get that craziness that Spencer was talking about under control, he can be elite going to the cup. So those are the three I'm most excited for. And you know what I'm most excited for after this year? To see Steven Izzo get the fuck off the bench. I hate that dude takes up a roster spot. Doesn't he have a COVID year, though? I do, don't say that to me. Dude, I understand. I love Tom, and I love what he's done for this program. But get your fucking kid off the bench. He's taking up a spot. We've had so many good walk-ons Come that on, have dude. He's all five. our team. He's all of 5'6". <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say I can see Hogard honestly being 
uh, Big Ten player next year. I hear I, a lot of people have like, like first AJ, yeah, yeah, a lot of people have yeah. AJ Hogard like being one of those like sneaky like breakout candidates like yeah. on a national stage, and I can see it. I really do see like he needs to get the the two quick turnovers out of the way. Like he needs to get that's got to go, and just like kind of the the I need to go fast, even though it it doesn't make sense in this situation. Just more game management stuff he needs to fix, but. Tom has always been like, he needs to lose weight, needs to lose weight. I'm sorry for the him being 6'4 and like heavy by Tom's standard. Like the dude moves well and he kind of bullies people. Like, I don't, I don't think he needs to lose weight. I mean, now he looks really good. I don't know if he has seen yeah, the like pictures or anything. Transitions from yeah. freshman year to now. Or yeah. Like now he looks good. He but did. like, even last year he was like, he needs to lose weight. I'm like, dude, I, he, he does kind of what exactly he needs to do, but he was, wanna... he was pulling today. I saw him step back hit two threes and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? But Hey, more power to him. I hope it works out. I'm so excited for Michigan fans to start nagging on us when we start one and seven and they're four and they're what eight. No, because they're playing Dominican no, I Republic think they, of Florida. They actually do have a decently, a decent schedule. I will, I'll give them credit. This year. No, because basketball is different than football is. Like, you yeah. This- but well, no, Michigan always, always played crappy teams start the year in basketball. Hang on. I, I know they have three ranked opponents because I know they play North Carolina. They're all the this is all their games in November. They have Purdue, FW, Eastern Michigan, Pitt, Ohio, Jackson State, and then on the 29th, they play Virginia, who is 18. Yeah. So, so, so I mean so not first four and then right after that, they have number four Kentucky. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not a bad schedule if you think about who they do actually play. But the problem is, is that we have the Michigan State perspective of time is going to schedule the worst fucking schedule. Oh, the hardest. Possible. Yeah. Hardest schedule. Like, throw I, them into the fire yeah. quick and like, early. Just I get think them into it. Michigan's schedule this year is more like normal. Like, that's a normal, normal schedule. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, play three ranked. Yeah. They play and then, and then Michigan State's before. like, you suck. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Moving on to kind of the end of a third sport. Yes, I said it. We get to use a third sport, three sports going on at one time here. We got plenty to talk about. Before we hop into our next sport, we're going to jump back into the college football world. And we are going to talk about the college football playoff rankings because I know Bryce was very excited about that. And he seems to be so down in the dumps after restarting this recording. <laughs> So we're going to get back into it for him. Uh, Bryce, what do you have to say about the rankings that the college football playoff committee has come out with? Nothing other than I'm just super pumped. I love to see Tennessee at one, Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, and Clemson at four. Get Michigan out of there. I was telling you guys this, I think, last week, or I was telling Spencer this. I did not understand why Michigan – was above Clemson when Clemson has more top 25 wins than Michigan did. Yeah. I know Michigan's winning the games they're supposed to win, and I know Michigan was supposed to have harder teams, one of them maybe being us, but I never understood why they were there. So I, I like that Michigan is at five. Um, I do think they should be above Alabama just because Alabama has that loss. After this week – and after coming weeks, I don't think that's probably where they'll stay, but we'll see how it goes. But I, I, I like this is a, probably the first year in a 
past few years that I've liked the college football rankings in the first week. I enjoyed where they put them at, and I think everybody in those spots are where they're meant to be right now. I agree with you. I don't know if – I love that Tennessee is number one, but I don't know if they should be number one. Um. Yes, obviously the Alabama win is huge, and they've also beaten Kentucky, who is ranked, and I believe they have one more ranked win. I can't remember who it is right now, but, I mean, Georgia hasn't lost a game in two years. That's the only reason I think they might need to be number one. But other than that, I like – I like what you said. Michigan deserves to be at five because if they do end up beating Ohio state, that will prove to me that they need to go up into the top four because that's going to be their only game that matters. We were, like you said, we were supposed to matter. We didn't end up mattering. Penn state, they walked right over them is a good win that secures your spot at five, but it doesn't give you the right to go to four. So I don't hate it. Um, I like TCU at seven. I think maybe Oregon and USC should be flipped at eight and nine. But other than that, top 10 looks pretty clean to me. Yeah, I think the only kind of discrepancy I have, not discrepancy, I would say, I think that four, five, and seven, so Clemson, Michigan, TCU are all interchangeable. I get why Alabama's six because they're, they're losses to the number one team and it's by – was not even a touchdown three points yeah so i th- i think it makes sense as to why they're up there and you can't but i i don't know tcu yes they like one of their ranked wins is kansas one of their ranked wins was oklahoma and those teams both kind of suck a little bit right now yeah but like they but were like at the time they 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 yeah. put up 38 on a very good kansas state defense oh like they put up 38 on that kansas state defense and I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see TCU and Michigan hasn't done anything against any opponents as we talked about. So, and and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be five. I'm not, but I'm saying that the four, five, six, and seven, I think are closer than any years that I've ever seen. And it's mm-hmm. so exciting for football. It's so exciting. And I think we talked about that on pot either one or two, that this is, this is what college football needs to be. And this is what you do this is why you get the you expand the playoff. You have to do it. You have to. Yeah. Like cuz I'm looking at it 1 through 12 insane. Could be exciting, very yes. exciting games. Yes, like very the only thing that confuses me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that confuses me is LSU at 10 when they yeah. have lost besides Ole Miss and UCLA. I don't know. That's the only big hiccup that I'm noticing. Yeah, there. I'm not. I actually didn't see that until you just said that. And yeah, I don't I don't see I would flop them in Kansas State but I would move everybody else up. Yeah. Actually, I would throw UCLA down to down one and then Kansas State up one. Well, like yeah. you said with Old Miss at what are they, 11? 11. Behind I mean, LSU. They were they were yeah, eight they one. were what? Last week they'd be probably in the 5th position or 6th some maybe TCU spot, maybe 7th, I don't know. 6th. Did they have probably their first sixth. loss last week? Yeah. They got against who? I think they got Walla. Uh, LSU. Yeah, they got and it wasn't last home. week. It was two not last ago? weekend, two weeks ago. It was our bye week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 45 yeah, got, to 20. Yeah, I got wallet by them. So okay, but well, like what I'm saying sense. though is that that team before that loss could be arguably one of the playoff contenders right now. Right. And now they lose, eliminates all their chances. But in the coming years, when they make that 
they make that new adjustment here they are at 11 they could make another run for it if they want like it doesn't you have that one loss it doesn't take you out anymore yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm looking at lsu schedule now because i remembered i lost money on their fucking florida state game i lost fucking cents. money because fuck no i lost six dollars because the fucker couldn't hold on to that goddamn punt but so that's where it happened. Yeah, that's where that's where the ten cents started just coming in. Um, <laughs> that's too big of a loss. But I mean, there's they do actually look like outside of that Florida State loss, like good. And then they have the forty to thirteen loss to Tennessee. So, I mean, I get why they're ten, but I again, it just secures me why I chose Bama to win this game. Like I, Bama went toe to toe with Tennessee, and LSU <laughs> got just demolished. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get out of let's get out of football. Let's finally get into the sport that is finishing its season here, holding on by a thread, but it is actually exciting baseball. And I am talking about the World Series, Phillies and Astros. We are currently in game three, halfway through right now. Next Astros are winning, aren't they? No. Or uh, no. Philly. Phillies are up four to zero right now. Yeah. In the top of the fifth, and Bryce Harper had a big boy moment in that top of the first inning. I don't know if you saw it, but my the God, bomb. my bomb. God, he had an absolute 402 foot mop, just oh. towering shot. Uh, and then Bohm also hit a home run in the second and uh, Marsh homered in the, in the second as well. So it's four to zero. Um, I, I want the Phillies to win. I think it'd be so cool to see Bryce Harper win it. Um, especially after they're signing that big, that big deal that he had. And, I don't know him and trout to me. Like I always want to see one of them do something good and win something because they kind of came up together. Both of them had such high expectations and for the foreseeable future, I can't see the angels doing anything good. They haven't built anything around him outside of Shohei, which is sad. I think it's, they're wasting his career away. And I'm happy that Bryce got out of Washington which sucked because he would have won a world series with them anyways. Um, But he got out of Washington kind of, controlled his own destiny and now he's thriving with the Phillies uh one MV, uh, MVP last year. I'm excited for him. Um I think it's exciting for baseball and fuck the Astros, right? Like I don't know anyone that who who is rooting for the Astros. But I wanted to talk about uh just kind of our predictions for who wins and how many games you think it goes to since I'm already speaking and it is a currently the series tied 1 to 1 and the Phillies are up 4 to 0. I'm going to say the Phillies win it in 6. <laughs> So I go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I like the Phillies in seven, actually. I think I was gonna I agree able, with that. Seven games. I agree. You with agree that, with that for one? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like they've been going back and forth and nobody can hold the lead. Yeah. Um the Astros were able to last game, which surprised me because Phillies bats are so hot right now. It's yeah. insane. Uh but just to tap into what Bryce or to what Spencer was saying, it is so nice to see one of those two so-called chosen ones between Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, which have arguably been two of the best players ever to play the game. Certainly during our era, do something noteworthy and live up to the hype. Mike Trout has always lived up to the hype ever since he's entered the league. He's been top five, if not the best player in baseball. And it's so sad to see his career and talent just dwindling over there in L.A. The, the I thought dude they missed had... a quarter of the season this year and still hit 40 home runs. 
Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, what? He's not, he's not even fair. And it's just so sad that a lot of people don't know what he's doing over there just because the team sucks. I thought they had a shot a couple years back when Shohei was coming in and they had they signed Rendon and got Pujols. I was like, finally, they're doing something for Trout. And then they lose in the wild card. It broke my heart. I really wanted to see them go on a run. But going back to Philly, I'm super happy to see Bryce Harper doing his own thing, stepping up in big moments, hitting lead, uh, leading the postseason in home runs right now, and hitting big shots when his team needs it. Just I, I love to see it. I'm super happy for him. So I have Houston in seven games. <laughs> okay. I want Verlander. To win one, win one the oh, right Oh, you're way. one of those guys. Go yeah. get the old Tigers a trophy. Yeah, I want. <laughs> He's already got one. one. He's already yeah, got but one, but not the right way. I want him to win one. The what right are you talking way. about? They didn't have he, trash cans banging cheat. for defense. He didn't <laughs> yeah, cheat. I don't, I don't care. The team did. I uh no, I want Houston game or in, in seven. And talking about Trout, and honestly, if Phillies win, it's not gonna. It won't affect my day at all. Um, so that's awesome for them. I, you guys think Trout's gonna retire soon? No, he signed like a thirteen-year deal. Did you yeah. see his background was coming up last year? He, he did. You see him say, "I'm just gonna play through it." Like, I'm sorry. At some point, my back hurts daily when I play. Like, it's it's not like something that just goes away. I get they have like trainers and shit, but. Why? I'm not talking about him keeping up his production. I, or I'm saying that's what I'm saying is like he. I don't think he's going to keep up his production with I his back with injury. Really. I disagree. I disagree with you because one, it's something you're you're a rotational athlete. You're going to deal with it. Two, you're a non-contact athlete. It's not that big a deal, dude. If it hurts to swing, but you hit 90 home runs a year, who gives a fuck? Three, like I just I think he's not going to go out until he actually does something of significance. Like, I think it that's the biggest, like, watermark on his career right now as he's done nothing. He has zero postseason experience. Like, it's it's sad. And I think, I mean, the dude, the dude's just, he's so good. And he he knows, like, I just got to play through it. And half of it's, like, them babying him because they aren't going to win. So why risk your franchise player and play him when he's got back soreness? Like, so I think when they actually are decent in the next eight years, hopefully, hmm. they'll play him more. Oh, this show. 30. Not 30, yeah. 30 this, isn't his, this isn't his first time dealing with it, uh, injuries anyways. He, there the past four or five seasons, he's yeah. had to miss at least 30-plus games just to deal with something that's going on. Yeah, he's so 31. I don't th- so I don't yeah, think 31. this back tweak will knock him out of – knock him through a loop or anything. Yeah. I think he'll bounce right back. And, again, I think half of those injuries are just like we're going to be precautious because we don't want this to turn into something later on. Yeah, I just I don't. He hasn't had this. Is like seriously, this could affect serious long run. Like these, he's talking about spinal injuries. I mean, yeah. you're talking about spinal, like back spasm and spine. Like I don't know. I just I feel like this is this is this isn't the type of injury that just gets inflamed and you play through it. This is the type of injury that the longer you play, the more hurt or the more whatever you want your your future gets hindered more with your back use you know what i mean yeah but no good conversation though 
maybe maybe my hastiness to say no he's not leaving is just because i love him so much <laughs> just because i he's such a good yeah player. like he's and so it, fun to watch i know yeah. it just, the things he can do are freaking insane yeah and if he does like you're you're right and this final thing does knock him out it will be the biggest waste of talent in the history of major league baseball yeah there's gonna be nobody will want to go play for the a's it'll be a 30 (laughs) for 30 of like oh mike trust you're that it'll be up there with last dance numbers because every baseball player will watch that (laughs) yeah and be like what a shame absolutely um but all right now so you guys said you said phillies and seven precedent you said uh astros and seven Bryce said Astros and seven. Yep, 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 yep. Astros and seven, man. All right. I'll take it. I just think – I think the Phillies – I think it's literally just going to go almost every other game, except I think Phillies are going to get this one. They're going to get not the next game, but they're going to get the third game in Philadelphia. Because doesn't it go 2-3-2? Two, two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get the third game in Philadelphia to put them up 3-2, to two, and I think they'll seal it in Houston on the first game. Quick question. Is this a new playoff format, or did they change it because the season was shortened due to the strike? I think it was a new playoff format. I think there was a wild card because like series do, game. Yeah, yeah. The wild card is three games now. Yeah, they one. had three games. They had three, and games. then they go to five best of five. Yeah, then it was a new format. Best of seven. Oh, it is. Oh, I it like was. the format yep. so much better. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was just because of the strike, and we started late, so they had to shorten up the postseason. But nope. if this is the new format. I love it. I'm pretty sure this is. I mean, more wild card me. games. That's all I care about. I mean, wild cards have always been the best. Yeah, because it's like literally do or die. Like wow. I know. Yes, like, I dude, love. I'm it. telling you, college baseball fun to watch because like everyone just cares so much, so much, yes. so much, and it's a shame that it's only on ESPN Plus. Playoff baseball, same exact energy. Everyone cares so much. Regular season MLB. I would rather go watch ballet. Like, I'm sorry. It's Dude, so slow. You're not wrong. It's so slow. Which is so weird because NHL postseason is just like, to me, it's just like MLB postseason. Like, everybody's going so hard. Yeah. Somebody's punching somebody in the face. It's just nonstop, nonstop. But I'll watch a regular season NHL game. Yeah, there you I go. won't watch a regular season MLB game. It's probably <laughs> no. just the length and maybe I'm all out of baseball. Exactly. I hear you. Um, all right, let's go into our fourth league of the day. This is beautiful. The amount of diversity we have in this podcast on pod number three. We are so good at this. Let's dude. jump yeah. into the NFL. I think these transitions have been very full of seams, but definitely not seamless. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the NFL and we're gonna talk about the I believe it was the trade deadline, correct? Yeah, today it was, it was today, today at four, four. o'clock. Today was the trade deadline, and the Lions made moves, and it is a controversial trade on this podcast. And I'm going to let Preston go because he seems to be a little bit more like Switzerland in this. (laughs) And then Bryce and I I can kind of – Kind of go at it after Yeah, I'm going to put it in my two seconds. Yeah, you can moderate this one, buddy. (laughs) Um, I'm neutral. I don't hate it, and I don't love it. I don't hate it because I knew upcoming we'd have to pay him big money. And while I do think he's a top five tight end in the league, he wanted number one money. But as long as Travis Kelsey's around, he ain't number one. So he shouldn't be getting that money. 
And I don't love it because he's just so good. He's so good. I want him. But, I, of course, I would rather have something for him. So I understand the trade. But it's just so sad to see that the Lions literally can't hold on to any talent. That's all I have to say. All right. Sunshine and rainbows. Let's hear it. <laughs> I like it. Um, now, I will. Preston did say earlier in the day, it kind of sucks that he went to it in the end. He stayed in the division. Yeah, we're going to see him two times. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, Minnesota's going on a run for the Super Bowl. They're they're winning games. They're six and one, seven and one. Um, and they have the in they have Super Bowl in sights. And with their tight end going down with a high ankle sprain, they needed somebody else. And why not go after TJ, who you know darn well, the Lions will not pay Travis Kelsey numbers for him at the end of the season. So I see why Minnesota went after him. I like that we did trade him because we weren't going to pay him at the end of the year. So why go through the rest of the year losing, not going anywhere, not making any runs. It's way too late in the season. So just for him did not just for us not to get anything out from him. Um, so I like the trade only reason because we got something for him. Um, I also, also, it was talks on Twitter that he wanted out too. So, and a guy does not perform at his best when he does not want to be at a team. And those are my two cents. And do I you might think, fight your cents too. When do you, you think that before I before I put my two cents in? Do you think that this is more of a rental situation for Minnesota? Like, do you think yes. he'll go to Minnesota afterwards? Or no? I mean, obviously, you have to see how he actually enjoys it and performs to to really make this comment but do you think this is more of a chicago cubs uh taking a role as chapman for a rental uh because if not now when type situation or do you think they, they're actually going to try to retain him i think he was i think they're i think this is for the rest of the season i uh minnesota saw a gap in their tight ends and they saw hawkinson was a great fit top five in the league and he's available um yeah top five with jared goff at quarterback so yeah, yeah. So I I I I think this is a rental. Um I will say and Preston brought this up to me today and are you going to talk about are you, do you want to say this instead of me or about Kirk Cousins stat lines with tight ends? It's that Michigan State blood. What, are he, you talking to me or Preston right now? Preston cuz he brought up earlier today that Kirk Cousins doesn't throw much to tight ends. <laughs> no, he's bottom 5 quarterbacks in tight end usage. Which so he doesn't does make usage. sense to me. Because at Michigan State, they use their tight ends like religiously when oh, he was yeah. there. So they I don't, don't, they don't one get of the it. Best ones ever. Oh, and no, that I'm brought up the like, conversations. Oh. That brought up the conversation, though, that maybe the 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 tight end that's there right now that had the high ankle sprain just doesn't fit well in the, fit well yeah. with Cousins. Yeah, I could see and it. Maybe TJ does. So like Who you is said, it? do we know? Irv Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now, like you said, it's going to be tough to tell. I think. That they what intrigued this move was Minnesota has it thinks and are playing up to the category of pushing for a Super Bowl, yeah. so they're like, why not add this weapon when we can afford to do this? So I mean, saw- they've already got two stud wide receivers. One, I I'd say Dalvin Cook's top five running back in the league. I agree. Yeah, and agree. now you're adding another level of threat with a top five 
uh, tight end in the league. And their defense isn't terrible. They get no. the job done. Yeah. So, like, if this offense – and Kevin O'Connell is just – he's so creative. I love the plays he's drawn up. So, it's just another thing. Then, if he stays and they start to explode, then I'm going to be really pissed. Yeah. Yeah, That because then we'll see him. I mean, we only have to see him one more time this season. But if we have to see him for another – like 14 times but not yeah. for us that's gonna be unfortunate yeah hey remember when you played with us when you won two games in your first three years yeah <laughs> yeah well, well welcome to lions um so i think you guys just proved kind of my point and the the vikings won this trade 100 percent. they did they if this was if this was hey how did yeah, the but, vikings do and wait great job Minnesota short term they won short term they didn't win I disagree term. with you the because they they basically traded almost even picks I mean yes there's like a round difference in each of them which sure there's talent in those rounds right but like I I I, gotta I, I just I just think gotta the problem the problem that I have with it is Detroit's like they're doing this and they're like all right it gives us it gives us draft picks it gives us pick for the future it allows us to rebuild when the fuck does the rebuild end? When did it oh, start? Never. When did uh, it start? When were the Lions founded? When was the curse? <laughs> when did, when, when were when... the Lions founded? Like, that's what I'm saying. When does the rebuild end? Pay Hawkinson. I don't care. I don't care what kind of money he wants. Pay the fucker. Go get a rookie quarterback. Improve your defense. Like, do something that, like, as a fan, I'm going to get excited about. I, I'm not excited about this. I don't give a shit who you draft now. Because... I feel like you're going to draft them and three years, they're not going to enjoy their time and you're going to get rid of them again. I just feel like it's a cycle over and over. And Matthew Stafford, kudos to you for sticking it out so goddamn long here because fuck that sucked for you. And what does he do the first year he's gone? Super Bowl. And if Hawkinson wins a Super Bowl, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, I told you so. The Lions are the same as the Tigers. You go there, you're okay. But as a team, you suck. You go somewhere else and you win a goddamn World Series. Like, <laughs> It's the same situation. And it's it's just Detroit sports over and over again. And the Pistons are, to be honest, the only ones that have any chance of changing that script. Except the Red Wings. I don't know. I don't really follow them that much. So I'll, I'll give you that one. But <laughs> we're doing I, okay so far. We're okay, there okay. you go. Yeah, See, are we, are I don't know how the Red Wings are. 500 or something like that right now. Uh, I know we are uh, in front of Pittsburgh, which I take a lot of pride oh, in. Oh, shit. Kyle Schwarber just homered. Two run homer, six zero no Phillies. No way. Yep, six zero Phillies. That dude's four forty three to dead center. Damn. Damn, they're getting production out of the bottom half of their lineup too. Brandon yeah. Marsh two for two with the home run. In I was talking to Bryce about this. Is Schwar- oh, yeah. Schwarber's leading off, right? Yep, he's their yeah. leadoff guy. Insane to me. Uh, Cleveland started it. Cleveland made it really popular to like kind of reverse your top, not four, but. Three uh three through one so instead of one two three like your best hitter at three they put their best hitter at at one and then they made like their speed guys uh it was i don't know why but it kind of blew up working. in baseball the last two years yeah, they're in the world series the Phillies, it's fucking working so <laughs> yeah i don't know but it's interesting and honestly outside of the phillies top five they're not that good in the order yeah i agree i agree with that once once they get past is it castellanos it kind of takes it castellanos isn't even that good i i read this wrong i'd say top four and then bohm has potential but he hasn't played up to it yet castellanos hasn't played 
much. Cassiano times. swings at anything that moves towards him. <laughs> He's horrible. What happened once since he left the Reds, man? I don't know. There hasn't been enough like crises in the world for him to hit enough home runs. Mm. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, jump into the final thing here. Wrap this thing up. Uh, parlays for the week. I haven't even done mine yet, so I'm gonna need a moment. But I got one up. Right anyone now. is ready? You go right ahead. I just have a two game. I'm just doing money line for two games. I got Minnesota Vikings. I chose this team because it helps boost my odds for the first team I pick. But uh, Minnesota over Washington Commanders. Um, they're minus one eighty, and then I have the Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers to kind of seal the Packers. This year's not our year. This year we <laughs> suck ordeal. Um, I just want to put the nail in the coffin for the Packers season and hope the Lions can do it. Uh, so, and that was plus 150. So combined. My- hey, Alice, how's Wonderland this time of year? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so uh, two pick parlays plus two eight, 288, $5 for 19 or $5 for 20. Really? <laughs> Only $5 for 20, even with the us beating the Packers? I feel like those odds got to be way up there. Yeah. <laughs> Them, I mean, Green Bay's minus 120 and Detroit's plus 150. On the money line? Yeah. That's insane. Dude, the Packers wow. cannot play football. This I understand year. that, but it's just the Packers. <laughs> We're going to lose. If the Packers defense plays like they did against Buffalo, we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. If the Packers defense plays like they did against the Washington Commanders, we have a shot. <laughs> we have a shot. <laughs> Didn't the commanders the commanders beat the Colts? Yeah. No, but they beat the Packers too, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Commanders yeah. are on a two-game win streak. They're four and four now. We're seeing the NFL. <laughs> what is that? NFL? Oh shit. Hoskins just hit a home run. Oh my god. What's it? Eight now? Five or seven zero. Oh seven. Jeez Louise. Okay. Um I have my parlay. Obviously, we're starting off hot. Rocky Top, money line. Everybody knows. Then we're going to go. I don't know why we didn't talk about this one. It seems like a decent game. Well, Notre Dame's not that good. Clemson at Notre Dame. Uh, spread's only minus four. I have Clemson. Uh, I have Michigan at Rutgers, minus 26. I will take that spread. I believe Michigan has yet to miss against spread. the spread. I think you're correct. Uh, no, they didn't they miss Michigan State? So wasn't it 22 and a half and they won by 22? Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think, um, I think, don't quote I that. I think you're right. It definitely was 22 and a half. I can't remember the final score. But it definitely was 22 and a half. So if so, I'm still, the these small teams like this, they've seemed to hold up against the spread. So I'm going to take the minus 26 points. And then... Texas at Kansas State. I hate to say this because I like that. Actually, I'm going to have Texas winning. The spread is at plus plus or minus two and a half, but I teased it down to three and a half for Kansas State just because uh, Kansas State's defense seems to be doing pretty good right now, and I like their offense. So I have them at plus three and a half. So that is plus 1,138 odds. So that is... Ten dollars to win one hundred twenty-three point eight six. All right, I like it. I am doing a nice little ten center 
And give me a second because it is loading. Spencer unit. Spencer <laughs> unit. Spencer unit. All right. So I went NFL this week because why not? Uh, so I went all money lines because it's just easy. And I am I ran late today, so I it was just easy ones to find. So I went Phillies money line, Green Bay money line, Buffalo Bills, Jackson Jaguars over the Raiders, Minnesota over the Commanders, Miami over Chicago, Cincinnati over Carolina, uh, Chargers over Falcons, Seahawks over Cardinals, the Fighting K-9s, uh, the Chiefs over Tennessee, the Rams over Tampa Bay, and Baltimore over New Orleans. And that is a 10-cent bet for an $18.75 payout. Big come up, baby. Big come up. That's a whole lot of units. Whole lot of units. Yeah, I like that name, that. the Fighting K-9s. That's a yeah, nice name. Fighting K-9s. That was, that was uh, Michigan State last year. Now they're just, well, they're just the, fall, the fighting Sad. type tunnel guys. <laughs> oh, uh, we weren't going to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about it. All right, well. Eight, eight suspended thus far. How many more until eight? the end? Eight. Thought it was only four. Yep. Eight. But all right, kids. That is it for us, uh, sports and men. Pod number three. Uh, go Phillies. Hopefully, this basketball season ends up well. Uh, I'm so next, scared. And next pod, hopefully, we'll be talking about Michigan State's first win and a look ahead at Gonzaga. And maybe Jay Johnson figures out how to coach football and Scotty Hazleton continues his, his rise up the stocks. But until next week, uh, of Sports and Men signing off. See ya. See ya. God bless Hamza. He he did it this week, everyone.